All right, welcome back to another episode of Petty's Pod. We got another World Cup podcast coming up for you guys today. We got Karsten Siegel once again, James Spatzik coming on the podcast for the first time today. We are going to be wrapping up um, and reviewing the round of 16 games that happened over the past couple of days, and we're going to be predicting um, the upcoming quarterfinal games, which are Friday and Saturday. Um, so another great World Cup podcast, soccer slash football podcast coming up for you guys today. Um, thanks for listening. Let's get straight into it. All right, welcome back into the studio. We got James and Carson on call. What's going on, boys? How's it going? What's up, Tyler? Um, Carson, back on the podcast. James Spatzik on for his first time. Um, before we get started, though, uh, James and I would ha- like to do a special shout-out to the most important club. Since this is a football-slash-soccer podcast, um, we're going to shout-out the most... Thing in my life. It's the most important thing going on right now. It's Persinkas FC. James, I know you want to have a, spe- a couple of special words for our club. I do too, but I'll let you start. Hey, man. Hey, we've got a young team. We've got a bunch of great guys on the sticks. Um, Road to Division 5. Let's get it going, baby. A um, bunch of great guys, great players, great attitudes. If you want to join the program, just... Um, Hit me up, um, Orb Tyler, anybody uh, on the Persigas FC roster. Um, be wary, you know, the hazing is pretty bad, but if you can get past that point, I think you could uh, become a true asset to this team. And um, Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, we the style of play that we play, if you're into it, is tiki-taka, obviously. Tiki-taka. Only, only style of play. Um, Persigas, the greatest pro clubs, not only in Nutrier, but on FIFA 23. Um, I will shout out uh, Ryan Roser, the pace merchant of our team. Um, super pacey guy. Well, that's what we go for when we're not playing Tiki Taka. So, like James said, if you want to join Persikas FC FIFA 23, do it. Um, but move. What, what, last thing, James. If you have anything. Oh, um, yeah, sure. Um, there's only one word I would really use to describe this team, and it would be Machia. I think um, if if you take Spanish. Um, that's actually magic in Spanish, and I think um, we just got a bunch of magical guys. I mean, they could, they do magic on the ball, they do magic off the ball, glass on and off the pitch, and I think it doesn't get much better than that. So mm-hmm. that's it, really. Mm-hmm. Off the field, especially, you know, Persigas continues to prevail. Um, but we will move on to that. Uh, sorry, Carson, we had to do that real quick. Um, we'll move on to this World Cup podcast, like I said in the intro. Um, it's it's getting heated uh, in the World Cup right now. We had an, our first upset yesterday, and then uh, a lot of a lot of games going on in the round of sixteen. Well, we'll start with the uh, game everyone cared about, and I know everyone probably watched um, out of all these games. It's the USA versus Netherlands. Netherlands coming out uh, on top three one, which was expected in my opinion. But I think the performance of the U.S. is something we have to talk about here on this podcast right now. Um, Carson, I'll let you go first. Oh, just overall thoughts to start us off here on this first game. Uh, yeah, I thought the U.S. was decent during the game. I thought they created a lot of chances. Um, plus, they had a chance in, the, I think, the third minute of the game. He had a one on the keeper, and he, uh, he missed, so the goalie saved it. But I think if we scored early, that would have changed the game for us. The key uh, the key problem for us during the whole tournament was just we don't have a, a number nine. We don't have the guy that can uh, put away goals for us, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think... They played. They played well. Um, shout out to them for 
making it that far, but I think that was kind of expected, like you said. Yeah, 100%. James, what do you want to talk about uh, in terms of the U.S. game? Yeah, I was going to say something pretty similar to Carson with the striker situation. I think we're really lacking a true number nine. Um, I I think I think the addition of Haji Wright, although he scored the quite possibly the luckiest goal I've ever seen in the history of soccer. Right. Um, if if you remember, thirty seconds before that, he missed a complete sitter. So I think I don't know what he's doing anywhere near the team. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't. I mean, it, it doesn't even really matter anyway because like, who do we really have up there? We have we have Sergeant Ferreira and. I mean, who else? We really don't have like an out-and-out striker that can reliably get us goals, and I think that's something we're lacking. So, I'm hoping in the next couple of years, someone, someone um, can fill that kind of void. Um, I think I would have, I would have, I would have kind of liked to see maybe Aronson as like a false nine kind of guy, mm-hmm. even though he's not like a out-and-out goal scorer. I think he could be a, kind of a creative presence in there for us. But um, yeah, it's a young team, and I'm excited to watch them in the next couple of years. I think just some serious talent in this team. So. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah, the main thing for me um, was the midfield. Obviously, uh, you heard in the last podcast with Will, um, I put two U.S. midfielders in my team in the group stage: Eunice Musa and uh, Tyler Adams. Tyler Adams actually—I'm st- pretty sure he's still run the most um, in the entire World Cup. And Eunice Musa's stock just went way up um, after his performances. But like the like the boys said, the 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 number nine thing is is a problem. Um, they're so good. Um, in the in the ten spot, if they want to have one of those three midfielders play there, they can. Um, really, in, in the overall midfield, they're fine. Left wing you got Pulisic, right wing you got Wea, who I would have liked to see play down the middle, um, as the number nine and uh, Aronson or Gio Reyna on the wing. Um, for me, that's what I would do. But the defense was a problem. Um, they got exposed in the last game against the Netherlands. Um, and like James said, with Haji Wright, um, I don't know what he's doing anywhere near the team as well because. The thing I'm going to remember most about him from this World Cup was against uh, Iran. We were up 1-0, one, one and like it was the 95th minute or something. There was eight minutes of extra time, and he, instead of running to the corner on a breakaway, he tried to go score and just completely shot it straight at the goalie. Easy save. And then after that game, and then that was actually, that led to the attack that the VAR review came from um, in that game. And my dad, my dad and I said that he should never play again, um, especially in this tournament, after he did that. Um, and then he showed why he shouldn't be playing again against Netherlands. But overall, the U.S., um, good performance, like the guy said. Um, looking forward to watching them in the future. Super young team, uh, and they'll definitely be back. Um, so ne- next game we kind of want to review is the is the Brazil game. Um, all three of us, you know, have been on Brazil for a while now. The most fun, the most fun team in the World Cup right now, the dancing, everything. Um, they come out on top 4-1. And uh, Carson, I'll let you. I'll let you start again. Is there anyone who can really beat this Brazil team? Dude, this Brazil team is is top tier. I don't know. I haven't seen a team like this Brazil team in a while. Um, I think their bench could honestly have a shot at winning this World Cup. I mean, they have they have so many good players, um, front to back. I really don't know who can who can hang with them. Um, I mean, they're so fun to watch. Um, guys are the best players on their team, and it's um, they're gonna be even better with Neymar now that he's back. So, should be an exciting couple of days to watch Brazil again. Mm-hmm. One hundred percent, James. What do you got to say about Brazil? Oh, this team is winning the World Cup, and I'm calling it right now. 
when I watch this team, I feel I have no choice but to get up and start dancing with them. This team sends chills down my spine. It makes me excited to watch them. They have flair. They have talent. They have speed. But they have a little bit of grit in that midfield, too, with, with Casemiro locking it down in there. Um, yeah, man. Hey, this Brazil team is unreal. If that performance against South Korea, four goals in the first half, I mean, come on, dude. Come on. I mean, like, this team is unstoppable. It, I mean, truly. Mm-hmm. I think Richarlison has had uh, quite possibly the best performances of his entire career. Um, I mean, that, that little that little kind of juggling sequence on. I forgot which goal it was. I don't know if it was. It was on his was goal. Was it his goal where, yeah, where, where, where he was doing the little juggling and then he, with, with his head, brought yeah. down a couple of juggles with the foot? Like, dude, you're not seeing that in any other team but Brazil. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think this is going to be a. Brazil is going to be a force to be reckoned with. I think this Brazil team is my year. I mean, come on, bro. <laughs> I love that. Um, Brazil. In our, in our first podcast, yeah. before the World Cup, I said Richarlison could be oh, top yeah. scorer for this tournament. And I still stand by that. Yeah, that's the other. I think he has, what, three goals right now? Yeah, that's the other shout-out we got to say. Carson has the potential for one of the best sure, takes of all time. Richarlison, Richarlison definitely has a... Shot of being a top scorer in this tournament, but I mean, I think we'll probably talk about it later. But the only other guy that I'm really seeing like up there is I think I think he is a top goal scorer in the World Cup is Mbappe. Oh, who is crazy? Absolutely unreal. But we're talking about Brazil right now, so I don't want to get off topic. But Mbappe is having one hell of a World Cup as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, like James said, I completely agree with Carlos, and I've never seen him play like this. Um, he's a guy that was linked to Chelsea in the summer. I hated him, did not want him to come to Chelsea. Um, I don't like watching him uh, in the Premier League the last couple of years with Everton and now Tottenham. But I'm actually falling in love with the guy um, in Brazil. I'm sure I'll go back to not liking him when he goes back to the Premier League. Um, but yeah, like James said, there's so much flair in this team. Uh, the heading, the header stuff from him and, and then to lay it off for a through ball to himself uh, and score a goal is just ridiculous. Um, they, ha- they got the coach celebrating with them. Uh, you know, this like 70, 80 year old guy just doing the pigeon dance with the recalls and it's just, it's just nuts. And that's something that you look at and go, the vibes of this team can carry them to the final. Um, the next, the next team I want to talk about real quick is going to be Argentina. Um, we talked about the Netherlands and, uh, Brazil, uh, multiple goal favorites. We got Argentina struggling against Australia. Uh, I watched the end of this or I watched the entire game, but at the end of this game, um, there was a chance for Australia. The guy got way too excited from the six-yard box and decided to shoot, um, and it got saved. He, if he waited five more seconds, he was going to extra time. Um, Carson, I know that I think all three of us aren't the biggest Argentina guys. Um, Carson, I'll let you start once again, but Argentina struggled against Australia. Yeah, I actually didn't watch this game, so I don't really know too much about what happened during this game, but I did see some of the highlights. Um, I did see a last chance for... Australia almost equalized it in the last minute. Um, but I do think Argentina is going to struggle against Netherlands in their next game. Um, Netherlands obviously such a defensive team with their back five and Van Dijk leading them. I do think, if we're predicting the scoreline for this game, I think it's going to be a close game. I think we'll probably go to extra time, possibly penalties. I think in the uh, the original podcast, I think I might have said Netherlands wins in PKs. Um, I'm going to stand by this. I think Netherlands is going to uh, advance to the semifinals through PKs. James, what's your what's your overall thought on this? 
Uh, yeah, we just had some technical difficulties. James, I was talking about, we we're, were just talking about this Argentina team, um, and I asked, uh, do they really have a chance to, to go all the way um, with Messi? Um, no, I do not think so. I think, um, I think early on, I think there was some, there was some, um, how would I put it? Um, some, uh, I don't think, I don't think people even thought they were going to make it out of the group at some state because after that early loss to Saudi Arabia, um, and I, I, I still don't think they looked great. I like, I still, I think they brought it back to a big couple games, uh, partly, I mean, Truly, because of Messi, I think. I mean, some big games. Um, Lautaro Martinez good up there as well. Julian Alvarez has some big games, but I think it's it's. I think the majority of work has come from Messi this um, thus far. Um, but no, I don't think this is a team I see coming uh, making it past uh, the next round. I think Netherlands is going to be. I don't even think Netherlands is that great, honestly. I mean, I think I think they look a little bit shaky early on as well, but I think. Um, with Cody Gagpo up there and a couple other guys showing um, showing well this term, and I think I think Argentina is going to find this one um, to be a struggle. I mean, I don't think I don't think Netherlands is going to blow them out, but I don't think Argentina is going to really be in this game, to be honest. But I guess we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. I, I'm with the guy on that one too. Argentina, they don't look great, like James said. I think he made a really good point of. They lost the loss to Saudi Arabia was bad, and then they had two unconvincing performances um, in the rest of the group stage, even though they won. Um, and then they just beat an Australia team who, you know, shouldn't have even been in that position, um, two to one in a close game that they really should have gone to overtime with if the Australia guy had some patience. But yeah, I think as well as what they said, but you know, Argentina aren't going to win this. Um, we'll talk about the Netherlands game later in the podcast, but. Yeah, I don't think they can go very far, and I think that, like James said, they are being carried heavily by Messi right now, which is to be to be expected. But um, we'll move on to the next team. I want to talk about from the round of sixteen, um, a team that looks more and more convincing every time they play, and they have the best player in the world is France. Um, probably my second favorite team in this World Cup right now, behind Portugal, um, who who are my pick to win it. But I also want France to win it because I want Mbappe to uh, challenge Pele's record of most World Cups, which is three. But um, yeah, I'll let Carson. Uh, what do you got to say about this France team? There's there's not much to say other than Mbappe is the best player right now. Yeah, um, I think you can't argue. Otherwise, Mbappe has always been class for France. Um, he's just a different animal when he's playing the World Cup. Um, I think what he has nine goals already in two World Cups. Mm-hmm. Um, at such a young age, I really. I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, I think France is such a good team right now. Um, you know, obviously they're missing a bunch of key players due to injuries. But I think Mbappe really carries them up top for them. I mean, they have, like, what, Dembele and um, Drew up top. But I think that Mbappe is kind of a one-man show up there for France. Um, I think England versus France is going to be a great game. I do think France is going to win, though. Mm -hmm. I think France is a better team overall. England's, I don't know. They're not very, they've they've done well so far. But I just don't rate them as well as I do for France. Mm -hmm. So I do think France wins this game. Mm -hmm. James, what about for you? This overall review on the France team, they tore up the group stage um, despite a loss uh, at the end there to not very good team. But uh, overall thoughts on France so far? 
You know, I think you hit the nail right on the head. I mean, early on, Tyler. Um, Mbappe, I think, I think he's 100% the best player in the world right now. I mean, I think what he is doing in this World Cup is absolutely ridiculous. Um, what is it, five goals? Uh, what does he have, five, 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 five goals, two assists, four goals? I think four, Dude, yeah. it's, it's, it's unreal. I think the, I don't know, who's the second top scorer, Gonzalo Ramsch? Mm-hmm. Gonzalo Ramsch. Bro, dude, this, this France team, I think right behind Brazil is a, is the second best, I mean, I, I think it's the second best team in this tournament. I think this, this France team is a powerhouse. Um, like I said, Mbappe up there is crazy. I think there's they've got some good guys in this really too many. Um, he's been breaking everything up in there. I think he's a great guy. I think he's more for the future. Um, but yeah, man, I think this France team is going to be good. I think the Eng- England have a bunch of. I think they have a they have a couple uh, really good young guys. I mean, Jude Bellingham has had a great tournament. Um, Phil Foden not starting early on. He's now broken into the starting eleven, getting more consistent minutes, and he's been he's been showing why. I think. He needs to be a regular um, in that team. Mm-hmm. Um, Foden, Foden is uh, a generational talent. I mean, the guy, the guy. You don't really, you don't really see that type of. I don't know if I can go as far as to say like flair, but that kind of the way his play style is that of like I would say like a Spanish player. I wouldn't even like. I feel like most most English players historically are kind of like the gritty, break everything up. Or at least midfielders gritty kind of break everything up, you know. Not nothing too fancy, but I think Foden is is a guy that can take England to that next level and I think compete with the with the best teams in the world, um, like the Brazils of the world, France's. But I don't. I that being said, I still don't think it's enough to take down France. Hundred mm, percent. Um, like I said, we'll we'll talk about the uh, we'll talk about the matchups uh, later in the podcast. Last team I want to cover um, from the round of sixteen. Um, we'll talk about the Morocco Spain upset when we talk about uh, the Morocco Portugal game. It's just kind of a nice segue into the last time I want to talk about, it, and it is Portugal. And the reason I want to talk about it was because in the last podcast, Carson and I both picked them to win it. I mean, so far they scored the most goals in the round of sixteen. They are not putting a step wrong. Uh, my guy Rafael Leal has got two goals. Always smiling, Carson. Uh, gotta love it. Um, overall thoughts on our on our pick for Portugal to win out so far. Um, Portugal's been really fun to watch so far. I think they've been world class. Um, I think it's you can't you can't really argue that they haven't been a top th- top three, maybe top two team um, in this World Cup so far, behind Brazil and France. Um, their strikers in their midfield's been class so far. Bruno Fernandes. He's he's been awesome. His group stage performances were were amazing. You know, I I was arguing that he could have had or he could still have play the tournament um, just with his performances at the group stage. Uh, you said Liao, what a baller! <laughs> I mean, he's so class. Even if he's coming off the bench, smile on his face all the time. He's world class. Um, you got Remsch coming up for Ronaldo up top. Huge performance. I think he's the youngest guy to score a hat trick in the World Cup. Yeah, first um, hat trick of this World Cup too. Yeah, so I mean, good for him. You know, I, I I was I was arguing with a lot of people about the Ronaldo situation, um, and him not starting. Um, I I really think that's a tactical move by the uh, manager, and I I do think that Ronaldo was the better option off the bench because if they went to extra time, he was able to play. Um, 90 plus minutes and he's obviously the better PK taker 
So I think it was a smart move by the manager. But Portugal has been um, top class for me. I expect them to go even farther, and uh, I still stand in my decision for them to win the World Cup. So, yeah. Yeah, we were talking about it a lot yesterday, Carson, um, about people disrespecting Ronaldo a little bit too much after he got benched yesterday. They won 6-1. Um, yes, his replacement scored a hat-trick, but do they, people not remember how they played in the group stage? Carson said that Bruno Fernandes was brilliant in the group stage and Portugal as a team was as well, and Ronaldo was in those games. So I guess people just forgot about that and people forgot about uh, who he is for a little bit. Um, but Carson, I just sent you that picture on Instagram of all the cameras on him, even on the bench. So... It is about Ronaldo still so just as much as Argentina is about Messi right now. So, uh, I'm, I, same as Carson, I'm saying with Portugal to win. Uh, James, do you have anything to say about this Portugal team? Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think Carson covered a lot of it. I mean, I think this is a really strong Portugal team. Um, another another team to watch, and I think um, another team that could. I think. Well, I, let me just let me just say, I think in this next game against Morocco, um, I mean, I think Portugal's. Portugal should should be taking this game. Um, Morocco has looked good, but I mean, I think I think their last game. I mean, I think that I, I was I was very surprised that Morocco got through. Um, anyway, I think I think it's a really strong team. Gonzalo Rems up top, hat trick. I think I think he's a he's a great guy to fill that kind of um, fill that void. That like I think. Most people expect um, to be left without Ronaldo in the team. Honestly, I think at this point, I don't think Ronaldo, at least in this World Cup, has had enough of an effect on this Portugal team to really even earn a spot. And I think with with Rems coming in and scoring a hat trick right away, I mean, there's no better way that, to make your mark than that. Um, I think João Felix, great World Cup. Fernandez, like we said, phenomenal, phenomenal in there. I can't wait for him to get back to Man United as a Man United fan. I think he's been playing. Lights out. Um, Bernardo Silva, always great. Um, I would love to see Leao get uh, more involved. I love watching, like you said, plays with a smile on his face. It's something I preach every day. And I love, I love, that's why I love the Brazil team. Um, I love watching players like that um, who are just going out there and having fun. I think it's, uh, I think he's a, I think he's a great player. I think he's one for the future. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I would love to see a little more Leao. whether that's off the bench or even starting, but I think I don't think he's getting in the team over like someone like Joffrey. Like, I mean, Joffrey has been great. I was, so. yeah, I was surprised that he started. Um, I talk about Joffrey Felix that he started over layout to start the tournament, but after he played well for the first game and the second game, he also played well. Um, even though layout has got two goals, um, and he's got one, I'm I'm fine with Felix starting right now, but I always think layout should start as one of my favorite players in the world right now. Um. We are going to move on to uh, talk a little bit more about the individual matchups coming up in the uh, quarterfinals of the World Cup and pick the games. All right, yeah, let's pick these uh, uh, quarterfinal games. Um, get straight into it. First up, we talked about both these teams already briefly. Netherlands versus Argentina, in my opinion, this is the second best game um, in this quarterfinal stage. Uh, some of the best players, you got Cody Gakpo, Lionel Messi um, in the attack, and then obviously... The Netherlands have the the best defense in this World Cup, and Van Dijk, Ake, Timber, Delict, Dumfries, Blind, whatever. They have so many guys. Um, good question. I'll let you go first here. Um, in picking this game, score line and uh, key players. Um. Yeah, I agree with what you said. I think this is one of the best games in the quarterfinals. Probably the second best game behind England, France. 
Um, I think this game's going to be pretty low-scoring. Um, Netherlands, obviously, such a good defensive team with the best end ref in the world, Van Dyke. Um, I think this game is going to be, I think, I see a 1-1 scoreline. Go to extra time, possibly a game winner. Um, but I really do see this game going to peak his. Um, I think Netherlands pulls off the win um, and pens. And some crucial players for me in this game, obviously, Van Dyke, I think he's going to be the best player for Netherlands this game. He's going to show the worldwide's the best center back. Um, obviously, Messi, you know, he's been carrying Argentina this whole World Cup. Um, he's got his magic, and he's, he's obviously the reason why they're still in this. Um, but I could see Alvarez getting a goal here. Um, I think he's been class. I don't think Martinez has been that good for Argentina, so I do think Alvarez could get to start this game. But I do see this game being 1-1, um, and Netherlands pulling off the win in PKs. Mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, the Van Dyke Thiago Silva debate uh, is for when club club football starts back up, Carson. We talked a lot about that. Um, you just snuck in a Van Dyke's the best center back in the world, but it's okay. Um, it's, it's not. But, uh, James, what are your overall thoughts on this game? Um, yeah, I think, I think like Carson said, I think, um, and I think you said as well, this Netherlands team has been looking really strong in the back. I mean, I think in general, they haven't, they haven't really looked shaky back there at all. I mean, um, all of their games have been pretty low scoring, but they haven't conceded a lot. I think their first game, first game they won 2-0, second game tied 1-1, then 2-0, then they beat the U.S. 3-1. So um, they have they, bar- they have barely conceded any goals. I think they're really strong back there. Um, I, I wish I kind of wish I I like saw a little more from like Memphis Depay. I think he I think he did. Um, I think the last couple of games he looked better. I think early on we didn't really see a whole lot from him. Um, he did. Um, he did grab a goal against the U.S. Um, but Jack was Jack has been fantastic up there. Um, I think, like I think, I don't think Argentina really. I want to say they don't stand a chance, but like I said earlier, I don't think they look very strong. Um, and I think Netherlands is still the better better team, but I think there's a good chance this game holds out for at least extra time, and I think penalties. But I don't think Argentina is going to be really causing a whole lot of problems. Hmm. I completely agree. What, what, score, quick scoreline prediction, James. Scoreline prediction. I'm thinking. Hmm, I'm thinking either. I'm thinking zero zero extra time, one one in extra time penalties. Okay, respectable picks. Um, for me, um, I I had a whole like ten minute rant with Nathan Riley today. Uh, on why Argentina is gonna lose this game, I predicted, uh, four two, to the Netherlands. I think. Uh, Argentina go up one one nil. Uh, all this is all in regulation as well. Um, a, a nuts game. I don't know why, but Messi scores first, puts Argentina up one uh, around like the twenty minute mark, um, and then just before halftime, one one, uh, and then Netherlands go up two one just after halftime, and then it's three one a couple minutes later. Argentina get one back for three two, and then like they did against the U.S., they put the game away with the. Uh, 
to go up two goals, four two to the Netherlands. Um, the guys kind of covered it there. I just don't, I don't see an outcome of this game going in Argentina's favor. Um, so I'm also going to pick Netherlands. They will not concede more than two in this game, um, and I think that Argentina's defense has really looked shaky, conceding goals, not many goals, but goals to bad teams. Two goals to Saudi Arabia, um, one to Australia as well. So I, I don't see a way where Argentina win this game. Um, we'll move on to the other Friday game. Um, this is actually the earlier game on Friday, Croatia versus Brazil. Uh, we haven't talked about Croatia at all on this on this podcast. Obviously, the 2018 runner-ups, um, they played very well in the group stage uh, to get out of the group stage against Belgium and other teams. Um, they did not do so well against Japan, I believe it was, that they played. Um, they had to win in penalties. Uh, the penalty shootouts haven't been that great so far, in my opinion. They've been bad shootouts, but always fun to see it go to pens. Anyways, Karsten, um, I think we'll all have the same pick here, but just scoreline prediction for Brazil-Croatia. Yeah, I think it's a great game. I think Brazil, you know, works for magic again. I don't think they lose this game. Um, I could see Brazil, honestly, scoring three, maybe even four goals this game. Um, Croatia's been pretty good this tournament. But, you know, they were, they were kind of shaky against Japan. Um, Japan had probably one of the worst PK shootouts I've ever seen in my life. Um, that Croatia goalie is pretty good, though. Um, but, no, I, I do think Brazil wins this game pretty handily. Um, such a good team right now. I don't see what's stopping them, honestly. They're, they're all in such good form. Um, so, yeah, I think... Score prediction, I would say 3-1, Brazil. Mm-hmm. James, what about for you? Yeah, Carson. I think, I think Brazil scores three goals in the first half, and they concede one late in the game. So I think it's a pretty easy game for Brazil. Yeah, so similar to... Uh, who they, I'm totally blanking on who they just played once. Yeah, to- yeah, very similar to that game. Um, I can definitely see that good prediction there. James, what about for you? We know your thoughts on the Brazil team, but you know who do you think is going to be the key player in this game, um, if not all all of the attack? I think, I mean, I think, honestly, I think Croatia takes this one. Um, not nah, playing, though. Dude, Brazil is going to absolutely wipe the floor with Croatia. <laughs> it's not even going to be close. Brazil have too much mafia, dude. It's actually unreal. I think... To give Croatia some credit, I think they've looked good the last the last couple of games. I think a lot in part to Luka Modric in there. I mean, he's old. What is he? Thirty seven now, but he is so class, dude. I mean, he's he's he is really like. I mean, I've talked enough about Brazil, so I'll get a little bit Croatia in here. I think Luka Modric has looked. I think he's had a great turn. I think I think when when luck isn't on their side, I think Modric is the guy who's settling the team down controlling the tempo of the game. Um, I think he's one of the best midfielders in the world. I mean, I think he is he's amazing. He will be a legend once he retires because he is getting to that age. Um, but, I mean, like I said, despite his age, I mean, the dude is still an engine in there. He looks great. Um, but, yeah, Brazil, I'm thinking, Jesus. I mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll go, I'll, mm, I don't want to, uh, It'll be like I'm thinking like three, four, one, four, one, four, one to Brazil. I just don't think Croatia can take the heat. I think this Brazil team is just—they just 
they just can't take the flyer, really. I mean, it's it's going to be something else. Um, but I do think I think Croatia is going to hold on for at least the first half. I think they're they they look strong enough. Where like, and I think Brazil haven't. I feel like there's been quite a few games where they haven't scored in the first half, but I think towards the end of the game, that Brazil squad is so deep. They're just going to absolutely rip them to shreds um, towards the end of the game. Um, so, yeah, I'm thinking 4-1, 3-0. Those are my two, those are my two guys, so I think three goals deficit. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I thought James was going to go bold there with the Croatia pick, but um, I'm going to go I'm also going to go Brazil 3-1 like Carson said I think that's a really fair pick I think we're going to go 2-1 at halftime Brazil will get another one in the second half um, to win comfortably a comfortable 3-1 win um, like James said but but also like James said you know you got to shout out Croatia they've made it this far they were runners up in the last tournament they have one of the best players of our generation um, are definitely in the all time of our generation in the midfield for sure Ballon d'Or winner Luka Modric this is probably his last World Cup but uh, yeah, I think Brazil went comfortably here um, against Croatia. We'll move on to the uh, Portugal Morocco game, first game on Saturday. Um, I think you know it's been a trend in the World Cup that an underdog and an, a team that's upset other teams uh, go out in the quarterfinal. They don't really make it all the way to the final, semifinal. So I got Portugal. I'll just start off with the pick here. I'll go P- Portugal five nil. Uh, absolute blowout. Uh, I think Ronaldo Ronaldo gets one in the second half after Gonzalo Rams uh, starts in the first half uh, and bangs in two. Um, Leal obviously gets on the score sheet, but I think I think the goals come from everywhere in this game um, for Portugal five nil. Uh, I think Morocco have a rude awakening coming. Uh, Carson, what are your thoughts? Five nil is pretty crazy. Um, I do think this game will be closer than that. Um, Morocco is obviously some very big dark horses throughout this tournament. Um, I think in most of the games, it's been pretty low scoring. So I do think this game will be probably lower scoring than than I would hope. Um, but I do see Portugal winning this game. Um, like I said, closer than most people would expect. Um, I'm going to go with a scrolling of 2-1 Portugal, I think. 0-0 at halftime. The second half is going to be full of action. Um, I think that Remsch gets a goal, and I think Bruno Fernandes gets another goal to add to his collection of goals this World Cup. But I do, I also do think Ziyech is going to score for Morocco. But I do think it's going to be a close game, but I still have Portugal winning this game. Yeah, before you go, Jay, I just want to shout out Hakim Ziyech. Um, I know Will Franz is probably listening to this right now. There's been some very rude war- words uh, towards Hakim Ziyech on this podcast um, because me and Will are Chelsea fans. Uh, we want to apologize. Um, we still we still want you you know to be sold from Chelsea, but it's okay. Um, James, I'll let you talk about this Portugal game real quick. Yeah, I. Once again, I think this Portugal team has been really strong. So I'm I'm thinking a uh I'm thinking like I don't think it's I don't I don't think Morocco's bad at, like bad enough to the point or I don't think Portugal's so much better than Morocco that they're going to like wipe the floor with them. I think it's gonna be I think this game is gonna be probably around the two nil range, maybe maybe two one, maybe Buffal grabs one CH. Um, I think, I mean, the Morocco team is actually, has, 
had a great World Cup, and it's amazing that they've got this far. But I think, I think this is where it ends for them, unless they can hold them to penalties or something like that at the end. Um, but I think Portugal takes this 2-0. I think, like I said, hopefully Gonçalves can uh, continue his form. Maybe a little Bruno for the bench action in there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but I don't think I don't think um, I don't think this Portugal team needs uh, Ronaldo. I don't think they need him in here. So. Um, uh, I don't know. I still I, this Portugal team strong. I'm thinking two, 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 one, Portugal. Okay, so you're leaning more on the side of Carson. I mean, five nil is crazy from me, but I, I think it's gonna happen. Um, and I hope it happens. Uh, because of Hakim Ziyech on the other team. Um, but he's been good. Uh, Buffal James mentioned on Morocco. He's class. He absolutely ran over. Marcos Llorente on Spain in the last game, uh, which they won against a quality Spain team, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, he's very class, but I still think Portugal 5-0. Um, still my pick to win the tournament. We will move on to what is the game of the quarterfinals and might be, in my opinion, um, I've said this to the guys, the game of the tournament. Um, England versus France, some very key matchups here. We've already talked about each of these teams a lot, but Carson, just score prediction. Um, who's going to score? What are, you, what, are you, what are your thoughts on, on a potential game of the tournament here? Yeah, um, totally agree with that. Could be game of the tournament. France-England is a crazy game. Talent all around the field. Um, I think Mbappe really shines in this game. I think Mbappe versus Killian, I mean not Killian, um, Kyle Walker is going to be a great matchup. We're going to see who's, who's faster. Um, but I do think France win this game. I think it's going to be a really good game. I think it's going to be like a 3-2 scoreline. France wins. Um, I think Drew gets on the score sheet as well as Mbappe. Um, possibly a brace for Drew. And I do think Phil Foden gets a goal as well as Harry Kane. But I do think France wins this game. Um, very good game, so hopefully it lives up to our expectations. Mm-hmm. James, yeah, um, that's actually a name I didn't even think about. Giroud. Um, I think I saw something the other day actually that Ben Dyke said Giroud is actually one of the most, one of the hardest players he's ever played against. Yeah, I saw that too. because he because he is so annoying to play against. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's grabbed. I think, how many he's grabbed? Like what? I know he scored at least once. Maybe once or twice his World Cup, and I think he's actually been looking pretty good up, the, yeah, up he, there for them. Passed Thierry Henry for the most goals in France history. With, I think he's up to 53 now. It was 51. Yeah. But yeah, he's it's crazy. Plus. I think, think Giroud is a very slept on player in this France team. Um, and just in, in you know world football in general. Um, I think I talked about him earlier. I think that the midfield two of Rabio Trumani has been really good. Um, they got some size, but they have a lot of class in there too. Um, their boots are silky. Um, it's they they are they're good back there, man. Um Dembele, Griezmann has Griezmann is playing has been playing awesome this tournament. Um and I don't even have to say anything about Mbappe, dude. I mean, it's just ridiculous what he's doing out there. I mean, so much Mahia is coming from this guy. It's actually unreal. Um five goals in a world cup this early, it's it's pretty unreal. So, um I'm thinking why well, didn't even really talk about England, but I talked about England, I guess, a little bit. Before, I think Foden will be the guy in there. Bellingham will be... Actually, no, Bellingham will be the guy. Foden also in there. I just... 
I don't know. There's just something about this England team where I feel like they have so much talent, but I just don't feel like they have that that kind of cutting edge, like killer instinct. Like, like Harry Kane's a great striker, but there's something about them. I just feel like as as much talent as they have, I just still kind of view them as a weaker team. Um, not as weak as I did before, as I think they used to be. I think they're a lot stronger now, but I just don't. I think comparatively speaking to France, I think France is. Still going to smack him. I think it's going to be 3-0. I think Mbappe grabs two. Wow. I think Giroud grabs one. And I think England um, leave this World Cup go back uh, crying. <laughs> um, Yeah, a lot of good takes in there from both of the guys. Um, For me, uh, obviously, game of the tournament, um, Mbappe versus Kyle Walker is the matchup um, of this round, um, not just this game, like Carson said. Um, I do want to ask you a question because you mentioned Kyle Walker. Do you think if they shut down Mbappe, because um, a lot of people have been saying, I've seen guys like Mark Goldbridge and all these England guys talk about how if they shut down Mbappe um, and Kyle Walker shuts him down, um, England are going to run away with this game. Do you think that, Carson? Because I, I, me personally, I don't. No, that is that's that's a load of crap. Listen, even if they shut down Mbappe, which, which they won't, I mean, France has so many good players up top. In the midfield, that it's just not, it's not just Mbappe. Like the people who are saying if Kyle Walker locks up Mbappe, it'll be England's game. It, it's, they're just delusional because mm-hmm. they're just sleep on every other player that France has. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, I mean, yeah, I think France wins this game even if Mbappe is, is locked up. Which he, yeah, like you said, which he won't be. Um, because he's, he's the, the guy at the moment. Um, for me, I'm gonna kind of go with the another out of pocket scoreline for this game. Um, there's so many attacking, you know, great, so many great attacking players in this game for me. But for me, it's going to be one-zero France, um, in regulation. Uh, the e- England could not score. They, you know, they put a bunch of goals on, you know, poverty teams uh, like Iran and Wales and Senegal and stuff. Um, and Senegal actually, if they had Mane, I, I still think they would have won. That was one of my hot takes in the original World Cup podcast. Um, Senegal to win against England, but. 1-0 to France. I think Mbappe gets the goal um, in the first half. 1-0 at halftime. France coming away with the 1-0 win. England could not find a goal against the U.S. Um, and now you're, now you're looking at guys like Varane and Konate and Upamakano. Very different defenders to the U.S. And they couldn't even score against Walker Zimmerman and Tim Ream. Um, so I think, yes, England has been a top scorer in this World Cup. But look at who they played. They couldn't find a goal against the one average to good team in the U.S. So I think France wins this. England don't get a goal like James said. I'm going to agree with him on that. France 1-0. Mbappe to score. Um, and that is going to wrap it up for this uh, this World Cup podcast. We'll have another one on Saturday um, after these games wrap up. Um, James and Carson, thanks for coming on, guys. Of course. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. Of course. No problem. Shout out Persinkas one more time. Um, the club of the moment. Um, Coip, yes, sir. Uh, like I said, another podcast on Saturday. Thanks for listening. Um, it was a fun one, and uh, we'll see you Saturday after the after these quarterfinal games.